Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBroasters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained morons it seems like they're everywhere you turn every single day they invade the headlines Another half-wit criminal with a half-baked scheme. Another social media simpleton going viral. Another Florida man stretching the bounds of stupidity. Or another pack of SJWs throwing a temper tantrum. And that's not even the worst of it. From the empty talking heads on the cable news channels to the humorless hacks in Hollywood to the pea-brained politicians pulling the puppet strings, Everywhere you look, there's another idiot telling you how to live your life. Moron Joe, the man without a brain. Um, I'll have to just circle back. At this point, we don't need to watch anything that Biden does to make fun of him. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean... I mean, the dude, basically, he doesn't even speak. He just talks simlish. Simlish? Yeah, like... Will you shut up, man? I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there, and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I was trying to figure out why all the trannies kept getting HIV, so I had to put a dress and a wig on and go back to my favorite gay bars and bathhouses. Uh, but this time, I wore my triple mask on account of the COVID. I'll slap you in the face, and i say, I demand satisfaction, you son of a bitch. Did you know that an average adult man has 144 pounds of edible meat on his body? What? What, what the shit? Oh, it is just groovy, man. I'm telling you, the vibe.
are immaculate. Well, Jay and Anissa have had enough. Armed with clever satire, madcap humor, and the craziest cast of characters in podcasting, they're lining up and taking aim at the world of stupidity every single week. Because it is time to go to war. The War on Morons. It is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021, and this is episode 87 of The War on Morons. I'm Jay. And I'm Anissa. Welcome to the show where we act like smartasses and laugh at dumbasses. And thanks for tuning in, of course, uh, whether you're watching on Gab TV, listening to the podcast on Hami Media Group, or, I don't know, uh, maybe you found us on a shortwave or a ham radio or something. Um, (laughs) Because uh, <laughs> no, nowhere else is guaranteed. Uh, but, but anyway, before we get into it today, I just want to I wanna say rest in peace, John McAfee. You know, lunatic, yes. Libertarian, definitely. Yeah. Lover of life. Lover of life. <laughs> and uh, frankly, I think he was a hero. I mean, he was a lunatic, but I think he was a hero. I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, we're going to have to see how this all plays yeah, I, out. I wanted him to be president of the United States at one point. Well, I mean, think about the fucking memes. Oh, for God's sake. And he was, he was, he would have been, he, I mean, he would have been great. But, um, yeah, they, they killed him. Yeah. They killed John Mack. Well, we're starting off on a dark note, folks. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta give it to him, though. He was a trailblazer in every sense of the word, because... And correct me if I'm wrong, maybe put it down in the chat, but I'm pretty sure that John McAfee was the first person to ever get deplatformed from beyond the realms of death. Ooh, okay. Did you see that? Like, so after, after they, uh, after he committed suicide, um, his Instagram (laughs) puts out a one letter post. It's a giant Q. Q. I mean, they don't like Q. And of course, everybody starts like speculating like, oh man, he's got a dead man switch. I mean, he literally said that he has a dead man switch. I mean, let's, let's, let's think about this, folks. We live in a world now. We've all accepted this supposedly, supposedly, that if you get arrested and you're, you know, speaking out against the powers that be, you have to literally put out a PR statement saying, I'm not suicidal. He had to get it tattooed. Like, like not <laughs> suicidal. <laughs> Every chance he got, he was like, look, they're trying to kill me. Hillary Clinton, specifically, is probably trying to kill me. I've made a lot of enemies out there. They're always trying to set me up. They don't like me, so they're going to kill me. If I die, I didn't do it. Exactly. And then on top of that, they're going even further than they've ever gone before. Because at least with, you know, other people, they, you know, yeah, they'd say they killed themselves. But it's not like they erased them from the history books. Right. Like, this is the first one where we're actually seeing, they're like, He's they're like whistling and they're like, nothing to see here. Uh, John McAfee, who's that? Yeah, unperson a la Stalin. But the thing is, this, he... I mean, he was a cyber security guy. Yeah. And he went out and he said things like, hey, if they make me die, I've, I'm in all of their computers. I know everything. I'll really, I, I don't know. Should have paid for that McAfee subscription, huh? <laughs> I shouldn't have. But apparently he like, <laughs> he gave computers to everyone. I guess like one day, oh, John McAfee sent you a present. 
Unless that present is cocaine or a hooker or a machine gun. Like, if it's a computer, it's it's a Trojan horse. Yeah. You but, gotta uh, figure. Yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully it's true. I think it's kind of a little far-fetched. Mm. I, I, he's got, like, a some kind of, like... Then again, why would he, like, go to all the trouble of, like, act... You know what? So they don't kill him. No, but I mean, like, why? You're saying, like, you don't buy that he has a dead man switch? Or what are you not buying? I mean, I don't know if he, 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 he has everything on everybody. Then why the hell would he get killed saying he does? If he actually had it, they wouldn't kill him. Actually, you know what? Maybe they would, because who the fuck is going to print it? You know, like, you, you, you can't, you can't tell, you can't put anything out about Hunter. We already know everything about Hunter Biden. They took the New York Post off of Twitter. Like, the oldest newspaper in the country to protect that fucking pedophile. All right, all right. Let's just, you know, it's getting yeah. kind of dark. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to come times. after us. No, the government would never do that. They wouldn't no. threaten their own citizens, right? Never. I, I, it, I just want to say, I've got nuclear weapons and F-15s. You know what? You know what? Like, that's the last straw for me. I don't know about any of you folks out there. If you saw this freaking press conference or whatever you want to press conference, I don't even know what to call it at this point. So basically, the president of the United States is going out and threatening us with nukes. Like, you live here too, motherfucker. I don't know. What the fuck? Like, what's the plan? You're going to live under Denver International Airport for the rest of your life? I mean, I guess it wouldn't make much of a difference to him, but the rest of the elites might have a fucking problem. You know, I don't, I don't think he thinks out the things. I don't think that was on his teleprompter. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was like, if if you, if I'm doing the creepy whisper thing, because that's his new trademark now. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, He's I love that. menacingly, like, whispering at people for no reason. He's at, like, a Pretty soon of, he'll have, like, geez. they should bring back the mask and, and just have him go full Bane on on us like you he, know he, he's honestly. acting like a batman villain i was think, saying this the other day in the next batman movie maybe when they get these two creeps out of the office that they stole it's like YouTube. if harvey dent actually won the presidency i was gonna say that him and uh and the horror uh, kamala they could play the joker and uh, what's the, what's the name of the joker the joker biden doesn't have enough energy for the joker man uh, well, on, i mean it's Joker's not like he's gonna re- remember his lines but i'm just saying just aesthetically he could be the Joker. She could be the Harley Quinn. Oh, I would love to see a meme of this, like a meme picture of like Joe Biden and Kamala, and they've got like the makeup on, like and the hair, like yeah. Harley Quinn and the She's Joker. She's got the laugh. And what's that quote that they always say? Like she was his queen, and nobody dared disrespect his queen. Like I just gotta see it now. We gotta make yeah. it. And Maybe we should put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, he's got that crazy grin. Yeah, I love it. She's got the fucking infectious. It, well, it, infectious, like, put, it like, gets you sick, and laugh. And put, like, Alex Jones in a fat Batman suit in the background, like, just staring that'd be a short. That'd be a short Batman movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, did you see it? Speaking of Kamala, I mean, she finally uh, she finally went to the border. What? Really? Yeah. Uh, well, Trump, like, tricked her into doing it. I thought I would have heard again, about this. T- uh, well, I mean, it was very, very brief. So she went to El Paso. That's um, the wrong place. Yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near where they're actually I mean, coming over. It's like 800 miles away. But she went there. El Paso? <laughs> she, she got off the plane for a second and was like, Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I can see Mexico from my plane. All right, now I'm going back to California. You know, I'm going to turn some tricks. I was going to make fun of her for going to the wrong goddamn city in Texas for the border crisis. But you know what? I've actually realized something. We have to give Kamala a lot of credit. She figured out which border to go to. 
I mean, I'm surprised she, she didn't go to San Diego. She was within striking distance. Yeah, I mean, she's in Texas. It's 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 same hundred to a thousand miles away from you know McAllen, where everything's going down. For but, someone with you know, you know her brains, which you know, I, I I shudder to say brains. I should really say you know whatever pinto beans she's got rattling around up in there. You know, she really she got it close. It was very close. But how did Trump trick her into this? Well, because Trump's going there. He's going there like a like in a, I think he's going there tomorrow. Oh, um, and he like announced it. Uh, he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm going down to the border. I'm going to check out the disaster that Biden left everybody. See all those kids in cages he's, he's got down there. And then she's like, oh, shit, I better do it now. I'm going to beat him there so he can't say he was there first. And uh, it is a whole mess. But, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm surprised that she went to El Paso. I'm, surpri- I'm not surprised she didn't go to McAllen, but I would have thought she would have gone to San Diego. Okay, you keep saying and, that, well, yeah, why? It, you know what's across from San Diego, right? Tijuana. Tijuana. What are you saying? She's, she's, like not, she's not going to be the vice president. No, I'm saying she's. I'm, I'm saying. Have you ever heard of a donkey show? Oh my god! I mean, that's a job for Kamala. I mean, if if I've ever seen a job for Kamala, they can't. They can't <laughs> let her get within, uh, you know, a, mo- a couple miles of Tijuana because they know if they, lo- it's, it'd be like Joe wandering off. She'd wander off to the donkey show and she'd she, never be seen again. She'd be watching the donkey show. And she'd be like, <laughs> I can do better than this. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's on stage, everybody. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I can't talk about those freaks forever. Why don't no. we... Um, they well, all act like they can get along, but can you really imagine if Joe Biden actually pressed the nuclear codes and they had to live in a bunker underground for the rest of the their lives? He doesn't have the nuclear life? codes. Go with it here. Imagine oh. them all living in a bunker underground for the rest of their lives because of Joe Biden. They act like they get along now, but can you imagine... The insanity that would ensue—that's a sitcom right there. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like, a sitcom right you know, there. If there was a network out there that would actually make fun of Joe Biden, it's like Mean be, Girls. You know, Hillary yeah. Clinton could be Regina George. <laughs> you so, remember? Remember, like whenever uh, George Bush was just became president, uh, W. They made a sitcom. They put it on Comedy Central. They called it "That's My Bush." I never saw that. It was terrible. It was like making fun of like fifty sitcoms, and it was just like about how stupid he was. And then 9-11 happened, and Comedy Central was like, oh, we're afraid to make fun of the president for a couple months. Um, oh, and it, you know, it, it let him off the hook. Yeah, anyway, well. speaking of being let off the hook, let's move on. All right. Well, I've got the craziest headline this week. If we haven't gotten crazy enough for you that we just couldn't find room in the stack for, but we got to talk about it. Uh, so here comes the headline. Police had to disperse sun worshippers who were violating lockdowns by gathering at Stonehenge for the summer solstice. What? Yeah. So there was all these people. They called themselves sun worshippers. Now, some of them were wearing robes and, you know, very various- oh, Look at the picture here. It looks like a, a scene from, uh, from, uh, from a King Arthur movie. Yeah, it's like... With the Monty Python Like druids. And, you know, they were all high, yes. Of course. Um, but, you know, nothing can stop people from heading out to Stonehenge and worshipping the sun. I mean, basically, that's like freedom of religion, right? Well, honestly, I mean... <laughs> They actually have a point with this COVID bullshit going. They're like, oh, I heard about the Delta Plus variant. I better go get some vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll tell you a lot better than that vaccine. Um, I just don't I don't Didn't these people ever learn that Stonehenge, like, was moved? Like, that's not the original location no, of Stonehenge. Yeah, I heard that. It was, in, it was in Wales, right? Like, you want to <laughs> you wanna worship at Stonehenge, you're in the wrong fucking place. You're in the wrong century. Yep, that's You're, you're in the wrong millennia, buddy. <laughs> 
Anyway, if you want to join the show today, give us a call to our hotline. It's 813-906-9099. I'm sure we've got a lot of exciting callers for you. Uh, you can also email us at thewaronmorons at gmail.com. Find us on social media. We're on MeWe, Gab. <laughs> kind of show up on Facebook every once in a while. Uh, or, of course, comment down below in the chat. Yeah, and if you really want to support the show, go to our online shop. Uh-huh. Get one of our new t-shirts. Yes, this is. I'm actually wearing one of our new designs. We've got two new designs on the shop. Uh, we've got CNN Get Off the Air. I think that's going to be a really popular one. Yes. Um, but I don't even have that one yet. I do have this. It's like our Stars and Stripes edition. As you can see, if you're watching uh, the video version, it's in uh, you know American colors. It's our brand new logo. It's got the nice American stars above. Notice uh, how the stars aren't brown, folks. <laughs> Sorry, Macy Gray. Uh, but yeah, no, you wear this out, out in public, I guarantee, especially if you're in like California, New York or something, this will piss people off more than any of our other shirts, even more than the Hang Fauci shirts. Yep. Like, if he, if an Olympian was to see this, a U.S. Olympian, she'd probably throw her fucking hammer at you. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so check out the bonfire shop. Anyway, it's time for the stack of stupidity. All right. Well, let's kick things off in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I'm not going there again. Yeah, unless, well, unless maybe I bring a flak jacket. <laughs> all right. That's actually going to come in handy. It's funny you should mention that because the reason that Portland's in the news is they actually took out a full-page ad in the New York Times. I mean, as we all know, travel's coming back. People are getting vaxxed and heading out on a plane. And so they took out a page in the New York Times just begging for people to come Portland, visit. Portland did this. Yes, they did. They're... Apparently, they still have room in the budget for a tourism department. Don't know how that's happening. What exactly do they think people... I mean, do they... They're advertising in a newspaper. Like, I know the New York Times isn't exactly a paper of record, <laughs> but last I checked... Well, look, I mean, you know, if you're living in the Bronx, maybe Portland might be a relaxing vacation for you. No, no, the Bronx doesn't have an 800% increase to their homicide rate this year. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Listen, listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. They, you don't have to worry about the 800% murder rate increase. You don't have yeah. to worry about the never-ending COVID lockdowns, the riots, none of that shit. Listen, <laughs> they're still doing COVID in Portland. Why are they trying to get people to come? They have a river. Oh, well, in that case, a, r- a river. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually read you the uh, the ad because uh, it doesn't have any photos. I mean. You, we all know Portland is a beautiful... Just put a picture of a um, dumpster fire. I'm sure you can find some. Just type in, probably in DuckDuckGo, type in Portland last night. There's a, there's a freaking <laughs> lot of things you could put on this ad. You could put on Multnomah Falls. You could put on the coast. You could put on any number of things. And instead, what they put is a great wall of text, and I'll read it to you now. All right. What does it say? It's been a while since you heard from us. Not really. I, I mean... <laughs> Maybe if you read the New York Times, I don't know. (laughs) Some of what you've heard about Portland is true. Some is not. What matters most is that we're true to ourselves. There's a river that cuts through the middle of our town. It divides the east and the west. And if only it would flood and wash (laughs) the scum off the streets because you fucking idiots keep letting out the Joker's Rogues Gallery... The Antifa members every single night. I mean, they burn the city down every night. All the cops quit because they're they're sick of dealing with these fucking criminals. Uh, I mean, they're shitting in the streets a la, you know, San Francisco. 
But the river still has a bridge. Over and over again. Twelve times, to be specific. And that's kind of a great metaphor for this city. Who wrote this? Sam Adams, like, high school niece? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to figure out the best bits because this is really just full of bullshit. Oh, here, I like this one. We have some of the loudest voices on the West Coast. Anything can happen. We like it this way. None of this is convincing me to go there. It's making me very glad that I got the fuck out of there. I used to live in that shithole. And um, it, it, it's only gotten worse. It's only, uh, everybody I know that, that lives there that has any sense is gone now. They've gotten out. Um, I love my favorite line of this is, you can speak up here. You can be yourself here. Unless you're Andy No. <laughs> We'll kill you in that Unless case. Unless you're a cop or a Republican, and then you're going to be our latest uh, murder victim. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, as bad as things are out in the uh, Pacific Northwest, we've still got plenty of criminal stupidity down here on the opposite side of the country. Like uh, like this headline. I'm going to try to read it without laughing. Miami dad arrested after taking young son to do a drive-by. Jesus Christ! Well, no, no, it's it's okay. It was a paintball drive-by. What? Okay, so he took his 10-year-old kid. I, I mean, look, let's look at the bright side. The father's still in his life. He's participating the in his hobbies. should not be in this child's life. This child would be better off in an orphanage or possibly being raised by gators in the Florida swamp. Quite possibly, yeah. So so um, the, the 10-year-old asked his dad, who's a, a ripe old age of 26, um, if he could drive him to go uh, scare some people by faking a drive-by shooting with a paintball gun. Well, that sounds like a, a wholesome activity. Whatever happened to dad... Will you play catch with me in the front yard? Well, I mean, well, no, son, we can't do that because people might drive by and shoot us. Well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Let's do that instead. Exactly. So um, so they're in Opalaka, which is like somewhere around Miami. I'm pretty sure that it's like the part in the Rick Ross videos where like the yeah. sky turns red and it gets Opelaka dark. Opalaka <laughs> is not South Beach, okay? Yeah, so, so they drive down the street. They see a crowd of people. Bingo, it's go time. So the kid jumps out of the van and he starts pumping paintball guns, like pumping paintballs at everybody. Well, of course, this being Opalaka, Miami, well, guess who had a real gun? The people uh, getting shot at with paintballs. They might, yeah. So they shot the kid. Great. Um, he didn't die, so I mean, I guess, I guess that's good news. Um, but he, <laughs> He did get hit by his dad's vehicle as his dad is trying to drive away. <laughs> and um, You know what? This is an interesting <laughs> methodology for parenting. I would like to call it fuck around and find out. This yeah. kid fucked around and he found out. Yeah, it's like it's like if, if your dad catches you smoking a cigarette and then he makes you smoke the whole pack, right? Yep. It's like, oh, you want to you want to do a drive-by? You want to shoot paintballs at people? All right. All right. Why don't we do it? Why don't we shoot paintballs at everybody? Let's go to the hood. G unit. I love the Chappelle show. Oh, man. Well, speaking of crime, it's a good thing you didn't give a description of the people in that last story. Because according to one prominent fact checker, that would be racist. I'm sure. What What isn't racist these days? You know, honestly, this is, you know, it, it's not as outrageous as some of the racism claims we've heard in the past. But 
I, I love this, um, you know, person who is on the news or uh, YouTube or whatever, but pretending to be on the news, but he's really just on YouTube. He's a fact checker, though. Yeah. Um, for an from organization the, from, from the called Pointer. Pointer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he told news stations, uh, you know, not to report on local crime stories because this could encourage systemic racism. Pause. Don't report on crime stories because that would encourage racism. You know, Pointer, that's kind of racist. It is that's kind of racist. racist. It's almost like you're it's <laughs> almost like you're insinuating that the only people that commit crimes are of a certain race. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean if it fair. was only white people committing crimes in your mind. Oh, we'd know all about it. One white might person might not be racist to report on that. I guarantee if it was a white dad that took his son to go shoot up the neighborhood with paintballs. It would be on the front page of every newspaper hate, in the country. Attempted hate crime. Ku Klux Klansmen, white supremacists. I, I hear that they may own a MAGA hat. They were mowing down every guy. They, they bring out the therapy dogs <laughs> and the fucking, the, they sing Kumbaya while lighting candles Tell in the Tell me park. where David Duke shot at you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it, I mean, just report it accurately. But especially because in a lot of cases, it can save lives. You yeah. know, like, I've, I've seen stories where, like, there's somebody that's on the run. A murder suspect. And they're just like, he look like a man. Good luck. Um, he might not be a man. We can't assume his gender. <laughs> yeah, he look like a man. But don't you assume. Mm. He could be a Zezer. You have to ask his preferred pronouns. <laughs> before he shoots you. Um, anyway, in a totally unrelated story... Let's go to Chicago. Oh, boy. Yeah, where a doctoral candidate was seeking to prove that our justice system is racist against black people. How'd that work out for him? Uh, well, uh, her. Oh, her. Uh, Yeah, she got stabbed to death by a black guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, so this lady, um, she's some obviously some liberal um, doctoral candidate from the University of Maryland. Um, she published... Her dissertation, her thesis is that the criminal justice system is out to get young black offenders and black drug offenders. So if you're black, I mean, you know, the cops are literally hunting you down. Remember, these are the people that think that police shoot like thousands of black people every year, which is, it's like 10. Anyway, uh, in order to prove her thesis, she decided to go to the fucking hood in Chicago and, like, go up to a homeless encampment. She did what? Well, I mean, maybe she she was assuming that they were getting oppressed. She probably wanted to, like, you know, give their side of the story. You know, let them have their voices heard so the, you know, the evil white man would stop, you know, throwing them in jail what for no the reason. Why would you go to a homeless encampment? I mean, at the very least, go to, like, a freaking homeless shelter where there's other people around. Oh, no, she went She went to the wrong side of the tracks, <laughs> up to some homeless... Um, I'm assuming they're probably drug addicts, because, I, I mean, mean, they're homeless in Chicago. that this went badly for her. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, a skinny black guy with dreadlocks and a red bandana on, well, uh, he, he, he shanked her, and she's dead. Excellent. You know what? Honestly, it just goes to show you may have a doctoral degree, but that doesn't mean you're smart. No. I mean, this kind of reminds me, I, I used to see stories like this, um, I haven't seen so many anymore, probably because the news stopped reporting them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if people are still doing this. But people just like this idiot kept going to, like, the Middle East. And they're like, oh, all, all, all Muslims aren't terrorists. Let me go to Syria and find out. 
And then, like, the, the white woman with the blonde hair gets kidnapped because, yeah. of course, she dies. And then it's like, oh, they found her beheaded and raped. I, I'm so surprised. Like, it, this kind of makes me hope that the afterlife is real, though. Because I want her ghost to be, like, like Pokemon, like, surprise po- Pikachu face. I would love to oh. see their reaction when, like, God or whatever's out there sits them down and explains to them. It actually has nothing to do with what color the person is. Some people are good, and some are bad. And you really can't tell by looking at them. But but you are stupid, and that's why you're <laughs> dead. And, and that's why you're going to hell, too, because I don't want to hang out with you. No. Anyway, anyway moving on. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> laughing at somebody getting stabbed in death. <laughs> What else are we going to do? We're a comedy show. Right. And it's funny. It's objectively funny. Yep. Now, meanwhile, back in Hollywood, let's talk about the internet's consensus early favorite for cringiest movie of the decade. I already know what you're talking about. Do you really? I I guarantee I know what you're talking about. Well, this movie trailer was mistaken for an SNL sketch, um, but it's actually a real movie. It's called Karen. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. So... So the whole the whole story of this is it's a it's a Karen. Yeah. Like the whole like a crazy uh, racist white woman. Yeah, a crazy racist white woman. She wants to she demands to see the the manager. If she sees a, a black family barbecuing, she's calling 911 or or you know t- calling calling the FBI like that Karen, right? Yep. And they made it to a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know the funniest part about this is that one it's just a ridiculous premise. And two, people are already claiming that it's a ripoff of Jordan Peele's movie Get Out. Oh, yeah, it's like they took Get Out and they're like, how can we make this even worse and, and, and more offensive? Like, so, so she's, she's a racist and she's angry that, that a black family moved into her neighborhood. So she starts terrorizing them. Yup. Um, because she's a racist white like, woman. Like, how the hell is white woman gonna terrorize somebody in her HOA neighborhood? Like, what's she gonna do? Incessantly invite them to her freaking Tupperware parties? Make them join Herbalife? Like, what? See, that would be more accurate. Honestly, it would probably be a better movie because it would be kind of funny, you know? Like, (laughs) funny on purpose. But no, in this movie, she's, like, stalking them in their own house. She's, like, pulling guns out at them and fucking, uh, you know, she's, like, staring at them menacingly from across the street. And they're just, like, they're, like, parking their minivan, getting out of their car. And she's just, like, (laughs) fucking relax. What are they doing in my... Like, if this was actually... If this had ever happened in history at any point, we would Joe Biden would be giving us a lecture about it from the presidential podium. He'd be like, "In 1922, there was a Karen in Wichita." Look, the reason this has <laughs> never happened is because any white woman who goes this fucking insane gets to go to the freaking psychiatrist and is prescribed massive amounts of benzos. If anything, these days it would be the opposite. She'd be like, ooh, there's a there's a black family that moved next door. Let me go tell them how I voted for Obama. Let me see if I can get them to join my Black Lives Matter chapter. Like the only like anytime you see a white woman staring like this, like 
Like, immediately that woman's going to get a prescription for Xanax. Immediately. She probably needs it. And she will chill the fuck out. <laughs> anyway, we're getting a call here. Um, why don't you take this yeah, one? Yeah, why not? Um, all right, area code uh, 214, you're on with the War on Morons. Go ahead and give us your name and where you're calling from. This is Llewellyn, and I'm calling in from Plano, Texas, but you already knew that. Hi, Llewellyn. How are you? I'm doing just peachy, but you know, I'm a little irritated at the moment because I hear you talking about the Karen movie, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a stupid movie coming out about, <laughs> about Karen. Did, have you seen the trailer? Stupid isn't even the word for it. It's offensive. I mean, honest to God. I don't know where these people get off thinking that all of us white women are some kind of, you know, murderous, gun-toting, you know, nosy, busybody, racist, uh, you know, got nothing better to do weirdos. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can, I can see where that would be offensive. I, but everybody's making fun of it. Like, literally, like, even, like, Perez Hilton or uh, people like that are saying this is stupid. So I don't think you have much to worry about. Well, thank God for that. I mean, the last thing we need is for people to be thinking that all white suburban women are some kind of living stereotype, you know? I mean, I got to tell you, I, 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 I have a lot more going on than just snooping on my neighbors, you know? I mean, I, I have to take kids to school. I got to go join the PTA meeting. I got to get my hair done and my nails done. Uh, you know, I got a lot of, I, I got a lot of things that I attend to throughout the day. And besides, I mean, you know, it's not like we're all some kind of backwoods hicks or nothing down in the South. I mean, there's plenty of black people in my neighborhood. And I don't mind them one bit. Yeah, so there you go. So, I mean, uh, you're, you're the, you're the, I, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but you are the model for why this is offensive uh, because you're a good person. <laughs> Damn right, damn right, you got that right. You know, I mean, these black people, they ain't never done nothing to nobody. Uh, if anything, I mean, you know, they, they, they bring better food to the barbecues and the potlucks, that's for damn sure. You know, it, it really, I mean, honest to God, these people have really got it backwards because they have to understand that us, you know, white women, you know, we have nothing against the black. It's the Mexicans that you need to watch out for. Okay, Llewellyn, <laughs> you know that, I mean, people are going to take that a certain way, right? Well, I hope that they do. I hope they take it in a way where they do something about it, like I'm trying to do, because, you know, it's one thing if the Mexicans want to, you know, put up their little shacks in the, you know, bad part of town where they can cash their checks and, you know, uh, get their uh, day-old seafood or whatever. But, uh, you know, the second they start moving into your neighborhood, the property values decrease drastically. They start playing all that Mexican jumping beat music at all hours of the night and day. And, uh, you know, God knows how many people they'll put into a house. I, I, I shudder to ask, but you said that you're doing something about this? Yes, absolutely. So what I've done is I'm taking to the, uh, you, you remember my foster children, right? Yeah, basically, you're, um, you're Mexican slaves. No, 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 no. My cage kids, okay? They're my foster children that I get paid to care for lovingly. And so what I've done is I've trained them on the American way of life. And I'm using 
arresting them as double agents. So what we will do is have them go through the neighborhood and report back if they find anybody who speaks their native tongue. And if they don't do this, then they try to communicate and uh, ask for help in any way for some reason because they all think that they can become citizens now. They won't get oatmeal for a week. And so they tell me what's going on, and they find out who's moving into the house. And if I find out they're violating the HOA code of conduct in one way or another, I go over there and I enforce the rules. I mean, this sounds very elaborate, and I mean, honestly, it sounds a little bit like a like little Gestapo. But um, hey, I'm assuming it gets results. It absolutely does. I mean, when you show up with a 22 caliber or Luger, these people are not going to know what hit them. If I if they don't get in line, they have no other choice. What? Anyways, I got to go. Uh, bye bye. Um, look, I mean, what can you say? It's, it's Llewellyn. You know, she's. How long are they going to let that woman roam the streets of Plano, Texas? She pays her HOA fees. Just like everybody else in the neighborhood. Well, I mean, Who the hell pays her bail? Well, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that she uh, she can handle it. All right. Well, I, I don't know. Would you want to argue with that one? Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Anyway, um, let's just move on. So I'll start things off here with an... This is actually possibly the most insane Florida man story of the year so far. Really? It's it's in the running. Like I at the end of the year when we do our top ten Florida men stories, I think this is definitely gonna be on the top half of that list. Alright. Um, it's a polit it's a local politics story, and it could only happen in Florida. Um so I'm just gonna read the headline. So in a secret recording, Florida Republican threatens to send a Russian Ukrainian hit squad after his rival. Uh what? Yeah, so this guy <laughs> This guy's running for uh, the 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 U.S. House of Representatives. There's a vacant seat because that alien-looking motherfucker is uh, running for governor. I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Um, so there's a lot of people that are trying to get the seat. It's in a competitive district. I think it's in Tampa, actually. Well, this guy, and this is a direct quote. I guess somebody recorded the phone call because they were like. All right, I'm not going to get implicated here. <laughs> How the hell does a politician not think he might be being recorded at all times? Well, apparently this guy didn't think that through. So he said, quote, I really don't want to have to end anybody's life for the good of the people of the United States of America. But if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Okay, okay, Don Corleone. <laughs> like, why don't you call a little bit. Yeah, he sounds like Ivan Drago. Maybe he knows Ivan Drago. Um, <laughs> and since when are the freaking Ukrainians so hell-bent on coming over here and doing our bidding? Well, no, it's just not the... It's a Russian-Ukrainian hit squad. You know I, I don't know. I mean, apparently, like, he's even said on the quote, um, on the recording, that he knows assassins. Let me see if I can find this quote from the article. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's like something like, look... I know Russian and Ukrainian hitmen, and this bitch, she might just have to die. Like, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but that's basically what he said. He, and he told the guy who was talk, talking on the phone, he's like, don't get caught out in public supporting her. And the, the woman he's talking about is another Republican, too, by the way. I guess he was worried that, you know, she's going to win the, the primary, but she's not now. He'll, he'll, he'll have her whacked. You know, 
let's just start over. If you're a politician, unless you're Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, I'm sorry, but you probably just have to go. No, no. Uh, we're no, going to send it, you to an island, and, and, and you're going to live out your days very happily, and we're just going to start from scratch. Well, look, I mean, I, I kind of take the opposite tack here. I mean, a lot of people say that, you know, that the GOP doesn't fight hard enough. You know, like, you know, besides, like, Marjorie Green and, like, I don't know, Lauren Boebert, I mean, nobody's in the House that's really fighting for the people. Nobody's laying it all on the line. This guy is willing to have people killed to win a fucking House seat. You think he's not going to fight against Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah, the, the whole, it, it got, it, it, believe it or not, it, it, there's even more weird stuff in there. I'm what? not going to talk about this all day, but, like, he was um, accusing her of being, like, a secret Freemason and taking, like, secret million-dollar campaign donations from Malta. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, sounds like a reason to, you know... I mean, it's justifiable in that case, right? I mean, as long as you can justify your assassinated murder, <laughs> then then everything's kosher, right? I, I, That's how this works in politics. I just don't know why he's not going for the same seat Laura Loomer's in. I mean, that would really be some good theater right Motherfucker there. Motherfucker thinks he's Hillary culture. Clinton. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's go to freaking Fort Myers, Oof, where things will certainly get better. Uh, not. We'll actually find ourselves with a slightly less ambitious Florida man. Now, this guy, this guy made the frickin' news when he stole entire stacks of lottery tickets. Plural. And then returned in new clothes to steal a safe from the same damn location. Like they wouldn't remember the motherfucker <laughs> who stole stacks of lottery tickets. I guess I guess none of them were winners because he had to go back. Oh no no, where do you think he got the new clothes from? You know, he he's at least he what, didn't he go won 25 bucks. Hey, at least he didn't go back to the same location and try to cash him in. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like, like, like he steals all the scratch-offs and he comes back an hour later. And he's got like 13 of them and he's like, yeah, man, I, I want a bunch of money on the scratches. And can you imagine getting stuck behind that guy in line? Jesus. As annoying as it is to get caught behind those lottery fucking people. Oh, my I, God. I saw a story like this the other day. Uh, we didn't get make it onto the show, but if somebody else that stole a bunch of lottery tickets yeah. and not a single one of the tickets won. Oh, excellent. Well, that kind of reminds me of the ending of this story, which was when he returned for the safe, it was empty. <laughs> so he ha he used his stolen winnings to, to get brand new clothes because, you know, you got to look cool. Got to look fresh. Got to look fresh. And maybe a weapon, I don't know, because the first time was more like a smash and grab. You know, I, I feel like... um. I, you know Grand Theft Auto, like mm -hmm. games like that? Yeah. Or maybe not Grand Theft Auto. What's that stupid mobile game? It's like Mafia Wars or something? Oh, jeez. I always see the ads for it. Can we it. even call that a game? I don't know. I, I haven't actually played it. I've seen the ads, and they always show, like, you start off as, like, some muck. You got, like, a, you're you're in, you're in a tank top, and, you, and you're skinny, and you don't have anything. And then he does, like, a little bit of petty theft. And then he starts leveling up and getting, like, a zoot suit. And then eventually at the end, it's like, oh, level 100, he's the boss. Yeah, right. I feel like this guy is earlier in the game. Like, let's call it GTA Sunshine State. <laughs> and, like, he's just leveling up. He's like, all right, man, I got I to gotta do my first crime. I got to steal some lottery tickets. By the end of the game, he's going to be whacking political opponents. 
with Ukrainian hit squads. Maybe he'll do a side quest and uh, eat somebody's face on a bath salts binge. Hey, man, anything can happen in Florida. Uh, speaking of, let's go to a Miami Garden Starbucks where a Florida man pulled a gun on the Starbucks worker because she forgot to put cream cheese on his bagel. I mean, honestly, understandable. Yeah, I mean, he, maybe if he drank the coffee, you know, the people are always like, man, you should see me before I drink my coffee. Don't talk to me before I have my cream cheese. That's what, well, no, that's what, she met. She messed up. She probably gave him the bagel first. Who wants a dry bagel? <laughs> I mean, that's the goddamn crime right there. But what's what's even better is, apparently, this is the, the girl that worked at the Starbucks who he threatened with a gun over a condiment. Uh, she's the police chief's daughter. Uh-oh. So, I mean, I don't know if that adds to a sentence or anything, but I don't, I don't think he's in for a good time. Well, no, I, I wouldn't imagine so. I, I would imagine that the uh, police chief's daughter has maybe been trained on disarming uh, violent criminals once or twice before, before she got let out into the world. I would just, in you know. South Florida. Give him some cream cheese. Yeah, give I him mean, Give cream like, cheese and tell him to fuck off. Whatever happened to saying, like, excuse me, you forgot my cream cheese. I mean, I don't care if you say, you bitch, at least you can pretty much assume there's like a 99.9% .9 chance they'll be like, oops, sorry, here's your cream cheese. Yeah, like, why mean, did he think the gun was necessary? Uh, haven't you ever heard the customer is always right? <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he was having a falling down day, you know? Like, I mean, it's, it's stressful down there. It's hot. It's, it's miserable. I just want to know how many bad customers service experiences this man has had at Walmart to drive him to this freaking point. Like, how many times has he gone to the McDonald's drive-thru and not gotten the freaking ketchup for his fries that he didn't get the cream cheese for his bagel and his first instinct was to say, give me the motherfucking cream cheese right now. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of reasons to put a gun in somebody's face. Some of them good, some of them... Less justifiable. I kind of feel like this is as far to the latter category as you can get. I don't know. I don't know. I've been to the McDonald's drive-thru with my father, and he didn't get the salsa for his hash browns in the morning. Good thing he wasn't packing. I mean, he wasn't packing, thank God, because, I don't know. <laughs> I might have been in the headlines myself. <laughs> they would have found a body somewhere. <laughs> All right, we got any more Florida man shit? <laughs> oh, well, look, we don't want people to think we're picking too much on Florida. I mean, I've still got a soft spot in my heart for the place. Right. But I do have an insane story from our new neck of the woods. Oh, oh, Tennessee man. Ah, yes, Tennessee man. Uh, well, actually, Tennessee woman, if you want to be oh. correct about it. All right, well, so, uh, well what uh, happened? An axe-wielding, partially naked Tennessee woman was arrested in Walmart. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you're naked and swinging an axe, you're either going to be at the Renaissance Festival or you're going to be at a Walmart. <laughs> There's only two ways that this can go down, and this one happened in Walmart. So she was uh, surprisingly charged with disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and vandalism. Um, but this actually happened uh, in Knox County, and her mugshot is, is, is really something special. Uh, I'm surprised she wasn't also charged with a lethal dose of fentanyl being in her system because her eyes are more squinted than Billie Eilish. You know, if, she, if she'd overdosed on fentanyl, they wouldn't have, uh, you know, they wouldn't have booked her. They would have just <laughs> built a, a 
ten foot tall statue of her and set it on a bench outside the Walmart. Oh my Say her God. name. <laughs> oh my. God. Oh, she also had a knife, huh? Yeah, she had a knife uh, and an axe. Um, the knife was tucked into her bra, um, you know. And so Xena Warrior Princess over here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, she was in the sporting goods section with an axe that she had removed from its packaging. So it was not her axe, but it called to her. And she said, this is now. The possession is nine-tenths of the this law. This is now my when, axe. When you're naked and swinging it wildly at fellow people of Walmart, at that point it's her axe. Right. Right, exactly. Now, officers did help, did tell her, hey, drop the axe. But she was like, hell no. I'm the one with the axe, motherfucker. I and say the, And then the police said, well, we're the ones with the stun gun. So they uh, attempted to do that twice, and she finally did go down. Man, and, and this all happened in a Knox County Walmart. Well, see, why didn't I say I feel like shit like this happens in Walmart all the time. Yeah. I mean, we're always talking about idiots in Walmart. Frankly, we're talking about idiots in McDonald's a lot. Uh, we just talked about Starbucks. We don't have that many stories. Uh, usually it's More than corporate you think, though. Starbucks yeah. doing something stupid. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we got a new drink. It's called, like, the Rainbow Dick. You know what I'm surprised is we don't see more stories like this happening at gas stations occasionally. I'm just going to make them up, you know, like at a, at a BP station uh, right outside of Orlando yesterday. Oh, looks like we're getting a call. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'll think of it by the time we get off of this call. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, this right. is a call coming in from the sponsor line. So, uh, hello, caller. Uh, you're on the air with the War on Moron. So tell us your name and what's going on. Uh, yeah, this is Jimmy James with James Jameson and Johnson, attorneys at law. Hey, Jimmy. how y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you? You know, I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing a lot better than you're going to be. You keep talking like you've been talking the last couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to call in and save you from a world of hurt. What, <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? I don't know. Well, I don't know what you got in the bank, but you're going to lose your money, honey. If you keep talking about these big corporations, <laughs> I mean, it I, ain't some yokel. Really doubt that they have any interest in our show, but no. Look, you can't be you can't be saying this slander and libel about Starbucks and, and Walmart, McDonald's. I mean, you know how much money these companies are worth. Yeah, you, know, you know how many attorneys they have access to. I mean, all you're right, done. all right. Point taken, Jimmy. See, I they're get gonna it. shut you down fast. faster than shit moving through a grease pig. I'm telling. I'm telling you. I don't know what. I mean, don't you got something else you can talk about? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I get your point. We'll move on to another another topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you better. I mean, look, I, I couldn't believe when it came across my desk last uh, last uh, last week. But I am actually about to sue you. What? And I said, I said, look, I, I can't sue the war on morons. I mean, we go way way back. I yeah, mean, you're I, our I, lawyer, doing... Jimmy. Isn't that a conflict of interest? Look, we don't have an exclusivity contract left to check. Um, I mean, this this company they're they're offering me a lot of money. They want me to they want me to take you to the cleaners. Well, the over uh, look, I mean, I listened to the segment last week. I mean, I mean, frankly, I mean, I, I see their point. I mean, you're you're going to cost them business. Yeah, but you're going to cost them customer loyalty. I mean, the damages are. All right, so so you know, uh, Wishy Washy Springs it's a, it's a water park in Denver. Oh my God, we can't help who calls into the show, Jimmy. 
Look, you gotta cut, you gotta cut them off. You gotta have a seven second delay. I don't know what you gotta do, but you have some guy coming on there telling all kinds of crazy mess, saying he dresses up like an Indian. He chases little kids around with an axe. He is screaming about how he's gonna, he's gonna cut off their head or something. I mean, I mean they're talking it, about racism. They're talking fault. about assault. How is that our fault that they allowed him to do this shit? That's their problem, not ours. Well, I'm, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these guys, they think, they think that you're loaded. They think you're some kind of big time radio show. I said, "Look, man, these guys ain't got they ain't got a pot to piss in." <laughs> so I was saying, we can look, only look. afford one freaking microphone. There's two of us. Look, all all, all I know is I, I I was able to hold them off for now. I I got them to cool their jets, but you got to be careful. You can't be talking about wishy washy springs. That, that that guy that called up said he works for him. The mascot guy, he don't work for him. I don't know who the hell he is. He's a he's a he's a, he's a some kind of pothead. He's a scumbag. Well, can you advise him to maybe but, hire security? For God's sake! Look, I, I worked out a deal. I worked out a deal for you. You just you got to go along with it. You got to play nice. All right. All, all you right, gotta do all right, Jimmy. I'll do what you say. I, I, I you know, that's all right. All right. So check your check your Gmail. I sent this over. Uh, it's a uh, it's an MP4. Okay. You, you get that I see from, it. from I it, see it. it's. All right, it's a commercial. You got to play this commercial. You got to tell everybody to go to Wishy Washy Springs. There ain't no crazy Indian. That There ain't no racism. They ain't abusing kids no more. They don't do that anymore. They never did. You going to play the commercial? Fine, Jimmy. You play the I, commercial, I'll yes, make it all I go away. It. All right. All right. And everybody, while we're at it, for all your legal needs, call 1-800-JUST-GIVE, and I'll take care of them for you. I'll get that money for you. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to play that commercial then. I mean, I would have played it anyway, Jimmy. Just pay us. Don't tell him that. All right. All right. We'll play it. All right. We want to play it. We're excited to play we're it. We're very excited to play yeah. this commercial. Here at Wishawashi Springs, we've always took pride in giving our customers the wildest, wettest, wackiest water park experience in all of West Denver. And for 57 years, we've delivered with a splash and a smile. So when you came to us and demanded change, we listened. And now, we're coming to you to apologize. You see, our mascot, Big Chief Wampum, was an offensive, racially insensitive stereotype. He's a relic of a shameful, hateful era. And now, he has been permanently retired. And replaced with the mascot, everyone can enjoy. Hey y'all, my name's Arnie Armadillo, y'all. I'm the cuddliest, cutest armadillo in all the West. I love going down to Wishy-Washy Springs to get my float on and to have a Wishy-Washy day. And don't you worry, y'all. That mean old Indian's been put out to pasture. We sent him to the big reservation in the sky, y'all. So don't you worry. There ain't gonna be a crazy red man with a tomahawk chasing your children around the slipper side screaming he's gonna scalp them. He ain't gonna be drinking whiskey and smoking dabs either. Cause he's dead and gone, y'all. Now you kids are gonna just see me. Army Armadillo. 
I'm just a fun-loving cuddly bug. I ain't gonna call you a pale face. I ain't gonna expose myself to you when you're cruising down the lazy river. That was the other guy. So come on down to Wish You Watch Springs, y'all. And remember, we've got better lawyers than you do. And that dirty engine is gone, gone, gone. So don't sue us or we'll sue you back. And we'll ban you from the park, too. If you've been offended, insulted, or assaulted by former mascot Big Chief Wampum, call the law offices of James Jameson and Johnson at 1-800-JUST-JIM. They'll give you a voucher for two weekday tickets to Wishawasha Springs. Or you can visit BigChiefWampumLawson.com. Have a Wishawasha day. you want to go to the park. I mean, I don't know what would. I, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great day. Yeah, well, um, let's just continue on. Please. Um, so, for our final block, I mean, I look, I know that we just went through a thing, and Jimmy told us you gotta be careful about going after these corporations or whatever, but um, you know one thing that I don't do? What's that? I don't listen to directions. Oh, boy. Especially when I see a headline like this one. So... Outrage ensues after Atlanta IKEA offers Juneteenth menu. What? With watermelon and fried chicken. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, IKEA in Atlanta, uh, you, you probably want to fire like everyone. increase your fire everyone. Well, I wasn't going to say fire everyone. I was going to say they, they need to increase their fire insurance budget. <laughs> because the next time some black guy gets killed by the cops, that's the first place they're going to riot. Like, I know it's usually at the Target. They're going to burn that Ikea to the ground. I cannot believe this at all. I'm reading this now. Not only do they have watermelon and fried chicken, they had collard greens, candied yams. I mean... Whose idea was this? I feel like it somehow was 8chan's idea. <laughs> Seems like that kind of shit. Like, oh man, it's, yeah, it's Juneteenth. We're going to be really uh, inclusive. We're all about Who the fuck justice. Thinks to themselves, who the fuck thinks to themselves, oh man, it's Juneteenth, a holiday I apparently celebrate. And you know what I'm going to do for Juneteenth? I'm going to go to fucking Ikea for some goddamn reason. Well, hey, if you happen to go to Ikea, you got you got some nice, delicious Fried chicken and watermelon and collard green and, and and also I can't I can't verify this. I'm just gonna assume that all of the people that work there were wearing blackface. Oh well that yeah and maybe, maybe they had a lawn like jockey. Maybe like a minstrel <laughs> show for some uh, entertainment. Yeah, lawn jockeys on sale. Um maybe maybe they have one just like propped up right outside the front door. Um maybe they were playing some of that old mammy music over oh, the loudspeaker. <laughs> Just to just to show everybody that they believe in Juneteenth, they understand it, and uh, they're they're all for power to the people. You know, I gotta say, IKEA they they have one thing that they do right at that freaking food court. One goddamn thing, because I've tried a lot of things, and there's only one thing they do right. It's the Swedish meatballs with the lingonberries and the gravy and mashed potatoes. That's it. What That's all you want. So I don't understand. I I, I don't have a high opinion of IKEA. Okay. They don't make good furniture. No, they do not. They make you fucking put it together yourself. Oh my god! But like, what I don't understand is why? Why does a furniture store have a goddamn food court? It's yes. not like you go there and you spend the whole day there. Yes, you do. What are you doing? Have you ever sitting been on, to sitting IKEA? on the sitting on the fucking 
un- uncomfortable couches and like watching a football game. Like, oh my god, you've never been to IKEA. No, let I, me tell you, man. I'm not is, going either. It is a fucking experience, man. You're sitting there. I mean, you're wandering around a maze of shit you don't need, and you're staring at it for a long fucking time. I mean, the amount of freaking curtains you can buy at Ikea, man. It is ungoddamn believable. I mean, by the time you're halfway through, you absolutely need sustenance or you will die before you find the exit. Doesn't really sound like a good business model. Besides, where else can you find Swedish meatballs on a menu? Tell me if one I place. wanted them, I'd find out. I mean, it's I, not like yeah. Swedish restaurants or, you know, a dime a dozen For here. For a reason. For a reason. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, moving on. All right. In another weird, unsuccessful attempt at virtue signaling, a uh, climate change protest group dissolved itself because it was too white. I, I imagine this is like the Mitchell and Webb look sketch. <laughs> we, we talk about it often, but uh, <laughs> these climate change idiots, they're, they're out there. They're about to tell everybody how bad the weather is. And then they look around and they realize they're not intersectional enough. And they say, are we the baddies? <laughs> How dare we? I mean, way to, uh... I'm gonna go back to school! You know, most people, if they really cared about a cause and felt it was important, they might just, I don't know, recruit more members! I don't think that's gonna work. You know, they, they go to the... Where they go down to the hood? Yeah, hey, um, everybody, have you noticed? It's too hot outside. <laughs> We're going to protest about it. Yeah, we, we know it's hot outside. It's because we set the buildings on fire. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You almost did the right accent. This didn't actually happen in uh, Britain. It happened in Australia. Australia? Yeah. Like, they don't have anything fucking better. I thought they weren't even allowed outside of their house down there. Yeah, I really don't know. (laughs) I mean, maybe they all met on a Zoom meeting and suddenly were, like, blinded by the white. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, oh, look at this. The BIPOC. They say that the climate justice space must be led by BIPOC groups and others who are disproportionately affected by climate change. I forgot. The weather, the weather's mean (laughs) to black people. Like, at some point, these people have to, like, do some self-reflecting and realize that every cause that they believe in is fucking idiotic. Oh, my God. BIPOC. It's the stupidest word I've ever heard. If anything, I would think that, like, White people would be more hurt by climate change because on account of the sunburns. sunburns. Yeah, I mean, think about that. We've been to the beach a couple of times, and every single time, you're fine, and I'm a lobster. And and that just goes to show you how stupid these kids are. There you have it, folks. Sunburns. (laughs) Maybe that's proof that climate change is not racist. (laughs) Maybe they need to. Maybe they need the black people as like a protection shield because they can't go outside and and protest. Right, right. So they're using the black people. The sun. It is too too bright and scary. I need to get Jamal (laughs) to go out and carry the placard for me until the winter time. Sounds like slavery to me. (laughs) Anyway, um. Speaking of weird race stories, because uh, apparently that's what this block's about, uh, what do you think when you think about lingerie? Um, don't even don't even need to answer that because uh, British retailer M&S already has the answer. Oh, okay. George Floyd. What? Say his name. George Floyd. George Floyd? Yeah. I, 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 apparently Did they- Did he have tits? I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched his porno videos. But this 
<laughs> this fucking lingerie company called M&S, they just released a women's underwear line that was inspired by George Floyd. Um, because it's What in- is it? Filled with heroin? Uh, no, it's uh, it's in five shades that are designed for different skin tones. Ah, yes, because we all know humans come in five shades. No more, no less. Five. And, and like, is this is this a first? Did they never make underwear that was in various shades of brown before? I mean, I've seen it happen. It's not like it's super common, but it's not like it's super <laughs> rare either. And, and look at these. Fucking ugly models. So they're they're just like cavorting around. Oh my god, look at that! I've got slightly more beige bras and panties on than normal. This reminds me of the guy that choked to death on his own vomit on the streets of Minneapolis. But I I don't I don't see the connection. Like, can you imagine if George Floyd came back from the dead for like one day, like the ghost of yeah, Christmas did that past bit. or whatever came back, <laughs> and, and and he was like. What impact did my life have on the world? Well, George, I'm now- pretty sure he wouldn't say it that eloquently. He'd be like, yo, what, 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 my li- what my life was like, motherfucker. Well, George, you'll be happy to know that now women's underwear comes in five shades of brown. What the fuck? Five shades of brown. You know, that's... Like, really, what the fuck? Like, I cannot wrap my head around You know, this. some sources say that his underwear were five shades of brown... After he got done choking to death on the street. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> let's just move on. And if you think that uh, that previous story was a strange way to market women's underwear. A little Vic- bit. Victoria's Secret's got you covered. Oh, boy. Victoria's Secret. What do they do? Oh, they've hired trans, overweight models and promised no more bra poses. That's the only thing that they that they do right. That's that's what they're known for. Right. Well, the hot chicks in, in bikinis and bras, right? Well, see, as it turns out, nobody likes that anymore. I've seen it online on TikTok and Instagram. People are talking about how growing up watching the Victoria's Secret models damaged their self-esteem. You know, maybe you could try not being a fucking idiot and thinking you have to look like a Victoria's Secret model. There's literally like, what, Five of them? Well, yeah, I'm pretty Odds sure that, are you're not gonna. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that when you're trying to market sexy lingerie to women, you want it to look sexy. Oh, no, 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 not anymore. What's most important now is that they pivot away from being sexy and fun. Oh, yeah, because we all know liberals hate fun. Right, and they hate uh, traditional, anything that's traditionally considered attractive. Jesus, I'm looking at the pictures here, so no, no lie, one of these women... She's she's got to be three hundred and fifty pounds, and she's like five foot tall, and she's in her fucking Victoria's I'm Secret sure underwear. She's smoking a cigar. And then there's goddamn Megan Rapinoe, the ugly lesbian soccer player with pink hair. She's there, the one that hates her country. Love that, her. That's made her a fucking famous superstar. Oh yes. Um, there's a guy in a dress. <laughs> oh, there's literally God. one of these models looks even remotely like a model, and it's like. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't be fat. I'm not saying you can't be a lesbian. I think it's weird, but I'm not even saying you can't be a, a tranny. What I'm saying is, what the fuck does this have to do with sexy lingerie? <laughs> like, who is their target market? Because I'm pretty sure their target market isn't a 200-pound fucking lesbian with purple hair in, in Portland. Like, look... Antifa girls don't wear Victoria's Secret. If when I put on my bra and underwear, my thought was, I want to look as 
threatening and unattractive to men as possible, I wouldn't be putting on a bra and underwear. I'd be putting on a chastity belt and a fucking suit of armor with spikes. (laughs) These women look like they should be pulling on, like, uh, football pads and and Nike gear. Like, they they look like they should be on the Denver Broncos line. There's a lot of ways you can make yourself unattractive or, hell, just not make yourself attractive depending on what you're starting with. Without having to go down to your bra and underwear. I mean, there's a lot of layers between naked and how you present yourself to the world. It doesn't all have to be well, ugly. And you know what? Like, another angle of this I just thought of that I think is really funny. Because, like, you think of people like Megan Rapinoe and her whole thing is, yeah, we should be paid the same amount as the men's team. Even though, you know, they make a fraction of the money that, that men's athletics does. And, uh, and you know, they want to be these big, like, intersectional, I don't know, whatever the wave is, feminists. You know, basically women that hate men. Um, and yet the end game, apparently, of this woke feminism <laughs> is to become underwear models and to be objectified. <laughs> <laughs> so, so great job, Rapinoe. You've, you've done it. You are the, you are feminist the feminist icon. Feminist icon. Now get out there in your fucking underwear and try to look sexy. This you, is what Bikini <laughs> Kill was singing about all those years ago. You did it. You did it. They probably want to kill you. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, female soccer players, here's a great story. Uh, so a female soccer player, um, she's, a, she's a professional player. She just came out as a man. Oh. Now, that's a thing that people do now. Okay. Now, so obviously they're going to switch her over to the men's league. Oh, no, no. She's still playing in the women's league. What? Well, I mean. Of so all let the- me get this straight. A man can decide he's a woman and he'll play on the women's league. Oh, yeah. A woman can decide she's a man. And she'll play on the women's league. But the only people playing on the men's league are people who have always been men. Well, it's there's this thing called competitive advantage that happens when you have a a different musculature. And um, I thought that's what we were trying to avoid by having women's sports. No, and then there's the rub. Uh, So she's uh, she's on Team Japan, so she must be a pretty good player. She doesn't look like a man. I mean. She looks, she's not attractive. She looks like she could be a Victoria's Secret model. Um, but she's decided that she is now going to identify as a man. She, she's not a man. She's, from my knowledge, hasn't gotten any kinds of surgeries or anything like that. She just, you know, kind of cut her hair shorter. And um, maybe she wears, you know, blue jeans and tank tops when she goes out in, in public. But yeah, she's she's not she's not trying out for the MLS. I she's just, not going to be in the Premier League anytime soon. I just have one question, okay? Why did she tell people this? Why did she feel the fucking need? Because that's the entire point. It's not because they actually think they're a man. It's because they want to be different and they want to get recognition for being weird and bizarre. But what they don't realize is, if she'd come out and said, I am a heterosexual woman and I'm going to have children... Huh. That would take a lot more bravery in this day and age. And my hope is that one day I could be a stay-at-home mom. They would be burning effigies of her in the streets. So <laughs> she wouldn't even be able to make it onto the pitch. They'd be throwing garbage at her. They'd be firing missiles at her. Like uh, I'm telling you, if you really want to be a punk rock, if you want to be a rebel, just be a normal fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought in today's day and age being a 1950s housewife would be an act of rebellion? Yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, in our last story of the evening, let's go back to the Ukraine mm. where we're not talking about, uh, you know, 
hired assassins. No, um, no John Wick running for Congress? <laughs> no. Uh, we're actually talking about a couple who broke up. Now, why would that be in the news? Well, because they were handcuffed together for 123 days. This sounds like a sounds like a really bad like Adam Sandler movie. You know, it does. So basically, this couple um, actually hit a bit of a rough patch in their relationship, and they thought that the best way to handle that would be to literally chain themselves to each other. And that's why they're on the war on war odds. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So. If you're not getting along with with your girlfriend, you don't want to be chained to her when she fucking goes to the bathroom. But Clear, clearly, this guy doesn't know how to win an argument. He probably said some stupid shit like, "Honey, I think I think we need some space," <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, really?" Or maybe he's uh, maybe he's one of these really possessive guys, and he thinks she's out there cheating on him. Oh, he's like, yeah. "I am going to be chained to you all the time. You no, you cannot no more going to work." Hell, no more going to the bathroom. Oh, no, no. I'm going to be there. And I see everything you do in bathroom. My favorite part of this is that they were actually employed throughout this ordeal somehow. At the same place? No. (laughs) I don't know how this makes sense. The freaking woman is an eyelash technician. I would think you need both hands for that shit. Um, and, and, and he's a fucking car salesman. Now, if you thought going to the car dealership was unpleasant and awkward before, man, try showing up and the person selling you a car is handcuffed to some chick. <laughs> I would think this is some kind of weird, like, good cop, bad cop thing. I, I think that, you know, like, she would be, like, She's whispering. Like a hostage. <laughs> like, you know, if you don't agree to this price, you know, we won't unchain her. No, I, I think what she'd be doing is, like, whispering, like, a, like a better deal. Like, he'd be like, okay, we'll give you 28%. I can actually do 24, and if you sign today, let me free. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine going to get your, what you see, eyelashes or something? Yeah. Go, so, I didn't even know that was a thing, but you go to get your eyelashes done, and there's some fucking dude chains her. <laughs> oh yeah, looks nice. Real hot. <laughs> this is the most, it's, 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 this was verified? Like, this actually happened? Hmm. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, when they did inevitably break up, because shockingly, this did not save their relationship. Um, I'm surprised they didn't kill each other, to be honest. It is shocking. Um, they went out into the public, and um, someone from, I think, the Book of World Records, or, like, the person who handles the records for their province or whatever, uh, came out with a bolt cutters and ceremoniously cut them free. So if 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 they stayed together and got married and everything, were they going to be chained together for eternity? Talk about the old ball and chain. Oh, oh so it's so the guy that cut them, the guy from the records oh, committee. Oh yes, this is the best part. The guy from the records committee immediately after cutting them apart and they were officially broken up, took to himself to say, "You know what?" That chick's pretty hot. Let me make a move. That's a keeper right there. Right? I mean, obviously. I mean, she'll, she'll let somebody chain themselves to her for four She's months. She's into some shit. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, uh, and, and we're going to go to war for this country? Uh, apparently. Appara- I mean, these two might be the, uh, they might be the crack team that, uh, you know, can hunt down political opponents. Maybe. I'd have- now that they're separated, they can cover more ground. Watch out. I, I don't even know where to go from there. That... Oh, good news is we're getting a call. Oh, all right, why not? All right, uh, area code 510, you're on with the War on Morons. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. 
radio business. You know, I'm from K-Love, 95.5, San Jose. You know, you catch me, catch me every morning, six, six in the morning, your morning sex drive, or your morning drive. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So I I, I wanted to call up because, you know, DJ loves to, I'm kind of a guru on these matters that you're talking about. I'm I'm sorry, Mm. on what matters? Well, you, you're talking about ladies squeezing in lingerie. Yeah. You're talking about bras and panties. DJ loves dick, loves that. But then you start talking about relationship problems. And I said, you know, that's, that sounds just like my radio show, you know, on, on K-Love FM. So I had to call up and, and, and kind of weigh in. So you say this man... He let he chained himself to some bitch. Okay. For how oh, long? Wow. wow. Cause, Cause I I got I gotta tell you, DJ Lovestick don't let his bitches get that close. Okay. You know, you, you uh, keep let them. me get this straight. You give people yeah. relationship advice on your show? Yeah, yeah. The the the, the uh, morning sex drive. Your morning drive. Six in the morning on ninety five five. Wow, who the hell allowed you to do that? Yeah, you know, the way you talk about women, I mean, you're probably yeah. responsible for half the breakups in San Jose. Oh, no, no, they catch me in Oakland, too. You know, I'm always, you know, riding with Bumpin' from Old Town. I got Lady Love Stick. You know, we got the whole crew. You know, we give, we, we, we talk a lot about sex. We talk about banging. We talk about bumping and grinding. Okay, you know, that, You know, we that's... talk about... You know, doing the horizontal, uh, horizontal, uh, hula hoop. You know what I mean. Okay, thank you, DJ, uh, uh, for all those wonderful words, uh, to describe sex. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you talk about about on your show? Sometimes we talk about, you know, picking up, picking up bitches. You know, uh, I, I, I like to give advice how to pick them up at the club. But mostly, I, I, I have to cause all the fellas listen to my show. They all, they all, I mean, they know how to pull a pull a bitch, and, and all the ladies, you know, they already they already committed to, to DJ Love Stick. Uh, so mostly, what I talk about is how to get rid of them when you're done, and, 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 and you, you certainly don't want to handcuff yourself to some woman. That ain't right. Well, it it sounds like you're a you're a real asset to your community there. Yeah. Yeah, I put the ass in ass. Not my ass, you know. All all the ladies. All the ladies' asses. Yeah. Yeah, hold, hold on. Bump it. Bump it. Hold on. Yo, 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 what up, dog? What? Hey, this hey, this bump from Old Town. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you... Who are you? Hey, you know, I ride with the DJ Love Stick. You know, what you might call the wingman. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yo, what do you want? Yo, you sound good. Hey, I'm on your number. Okay, you know, I do this show with my husband. He's hey, sitting right here. Give me back, give me back the phone. Give me back the phone, Bumpy. 
Crazy woman thinks she's a cop from uh, from Hollywood. Shit, I forgot about her. We got the racist metalhead from L.A. and uh, oh, of course, of course, the the plastic surgeon from uh, from Beverly Hills. God help us all. I mean, I, I'm not going to California, but they are going to come here. They're going to be on our show. I'm, I'm making the call right now. They all want to run for governor. I, I'd rather not have to talk about Caitlyn. Bruce Jenner Caitlin for the Bruce next four Jenner years. Caitlyn Bruce Jenner is my favorite candidate right now. I mean, I, I know I know there'd be some humor there, but I just I can't look at that creature for the next four years. Let's do it. Let's have them on the show. Let's have a, a California gubernatorial <laughs> oh symposium. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, 
that's what I'm going to do between now and next. I don't know if we're going to do it next week, but we'll do it at some point this summer. I, I'm going to put together my questions. We're going to find out what 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 DJ Lovestick and Bumpy from Motown think about uh, think about the immigration crisis. You heard it here we're first, gonna, folks. We're going to fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to ask uh, we're, we're going to ask Dirk Shocker. You know what? Actually, we should ask him what he thinks of the immigration crisis. All right, you know what? Let's we'll ask him about the transsexual thing. <laughs> let's uh, let's go grab a drink because I'm not ready for that. All right, well, we'll see you next week, folks, for episode 88. And thanks for tuning in. See ya.